are now listening to The Perfect Prana with Kaya Ann. What's poppin'? What's good? I am Kaya Ann, a yoga enthusiast, a Columbia College student, a human, a girl. I'm just a girl and you are listening to The Perfect Prana Show on 88.1 FM WCRX or maybe you're listening on Apple or Spotify or whatever. It's the 10th episode and that is just crazy to me. We made it to 10 episodes. The usual yoga news, yoga heels, and the weekly wellness challenge. If all of that sounds good, stay tuned. If it doesn't sound good, stay tuned. We have a good show. Before we get into all of that, let's center ourselves. No matter where you're at, sitting on the couch, laying in your bed, driving in your car, riding on your bicycle, you know who you are. (laughs) Bring awareness to your body. Maybe wiggle your toes. Wiggle your fingers. What do your shoulders feel like? What does your neck feel like? Relax your eyebrows. Relax your jaw. Tune in to all five of your senses. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? What can you taste? What do you smell? I think that was five. And if you're able to do so, sit up nice and tall or stand up nice and tall. If it's safe, close your eyes or soften your gaze. Take a deep inhale through your nose and hold at the top. And exhale through your nose and hold at the bottom. You can create a nice rhythm with your breath. Or just go with the natural flow of where you're at right now. It's all up to you. As you breathe in, feel your belly expand. And as you exhale, feel your belly deflate. We're centered. (laughs) Let's get into the show. Yoga news. So basically, New Delhi, India's capital, is dealing with some extreme air pollution now. Officials are warning them to stay inside, don't be outside too much, and definitely warning them not to do deep breathing exercises outside. There's a thick smog over the entire city. It's related to factories, falling temperatures, vehicles, coal-fired power plants, a lot of stuff. Humans do a lot of stuff. It's extremely polluted out there. And it was like that in Chicago for a second where there was the Canadian wildfires and it was super polluted this summer. I don't know if it was as bad as New Delhi's, but yeah, the, the officials were like, don't be outside. And they said, don't do any deep breathing outside but people don't care everybody's still been going on their walks running and doing yoga (laughs) outside and they felt like it's just important to stay mobile and to stay social than it is to stay inside they're like you're not about to scare us into 
being inside. There's doctors saying that there has been an increase in lung cancer over the years with the pollution happening. There's been more people having coughs, just sicknesses in their lungs and coughs going on, which it completely makes sense. Anyways, onto my personal yoga journey. Several things that came up this week. One, I taught at a yoga studio this week, Centered Studios, which is kind of far from me, which is a hassle to get there. So, whatever. But I taught, and only one person ended up coming. <laughs> And it was kind of like a private. I was like, so this is what teaching a private is like? Interesting. Okay. I mean, it was fine. I was just more focused, like, and was kind of like communicating more than I would. And like, kind of, I guess, kind of going to a slower pace, asking more questions. And I don't know. I was just like, okay, interesting. Just have to roll with it sometimes. I just have to roll with it. That's how it is. Honestly... There might have been a few more people or a couple more people that were supposed to come, but they left. Yeah, so what had happened was I ended up getting there right at the time that the class started, like right at the time. I was like maybe a minute before, but I didn't realize I had to open the studio. So when people were there, they were there earlier, of course, and I wasn't there. Nobody was there in the studio, so I guess they had just left. And I felt bad because I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I didn't know I had to open the studio. But one person stuck it out. They stuck it out and they saw the class through and it ended up being pri like a private, a private class, basically. I was like, okay, cool. And then... I decided to sub a class randomly the other night and at LA Fitness and I was like okay I'll sub. So I go there and nobody came. <laughs> so I was like okay. So I just did my yoga class. I did every like I just did what I had planned out and it took me about the same amount of time that my yoga class would take me but maybe a little less time. And I don't know, I was like, interesting. So this is what it's like doing my class. Okay, so I did that, it was fine. And um, then the next morning I went and taught my Wednesday class in the morning. And for the first time ever, I didn't write out the practice before. And I love to have my practice and plan written out. I don't know why I didn't write it out because it doesn't take me long to come up with it or write it out, but I just didn't because I didn't feel <laughs> inspired or creative. How did I even get through the class? I guess I did some of some older classes and kind of put it together with some different like I don't know how I did that but I kind of was I kind of was just on the spot and I was like yeah I'm not gonna do that again <laughs> everybody said oh it's good class it was a lot of stretching this class it was a lot of relaxing I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety this week and that's a whole different thing so I just 
I don't know. It's been interesting. It's been an interesting week. It's been an interesting week. Let me just say that. All is well, honestly. Ready to go home today and to really get into myself and to get into my practice. I'm actually looking forward to it today, to just get into myself and to get into my practice. Yoga Hills, this week's guest, Miss Safa. Safa is a multidisciplinary artist based in St. Louis. She works in arts administration for a local art education nonprofit. Her personal practice specializes in visual and performing arts, writing, directing, and movement. Yeah, Safa's just that girl. (laughs) As long as I've known her, she's always been doing different stuff. She's all around uh, creative and so glad to have her on the 10th episode of The Perfect Prana Show. With that being said, get into it. Hey, Safa, how are you? No, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. What I always ask everybody and what I'm going to ask you is, when did you start practicing yoga? Why did you start practicing yoga? And why do you still practice today? Okay. Those are some great questions. I started practicing, I'd say anywhere between the ages of like seven and 12, somewhere in there, because when I was younger in that area, my grandma got her yoga teacher certification. And so um, when she was practicing for that and or coming up with lesson plans, I would just be in the room with her practicing, trying to do headstands and stuff, ringing the little singing bowls, trying to get it together. And then when I was in high school, so between the ages of like 14 and 17, my mom also decided to get her um, yoga teacher license. So then she started teaching like yin yoga classes and restorative and stuff like that. That was kind of her niche of yoga. And um, it got to the point where she had regular classes and if she'd be out of town, I would just sub for her. And then my yoga teacher grandma would also attend those as well. So it's kind of like a full circle sort of moment there. So I've been practicing for a long time, both consciously and subconsciously in a way. It's just kind of always been integrated into my being as something that I should do for movement. Yes. Why do I still practice today? Um, It's just, it's necessary. I feel like as a woman dealing with hormones and fluctuations in the world and the environment and things like that, I feel like yoga is a really important way to reset my nervous system and to ground into my breath and my body again, because I notice every time I step into yoga, my breathing naturally becomes like five times slower and like deeper as well, just naturally, just from like really just sitting into those poses. And that's just really invaluable to me, the breath, like being able to breathe well, um, especially again with environmental stressors that we're experiencing right now between jobs and things like that. Like we just have busy days. My life has definitely gotten more busy as I've gotten older in a lot of beautiful ways, but 
still finding time to engage with self-care and yoga being one of those things as just like maintenance. It just is, is necessary. If you don't do it, then, you know, I feel like my arteries are going to get clogged or something, or like my back's going to like turn sideways or something like that. And yeah, it lengthens out my visits to the chiropractor as well. <laughs> you told me that you work at a non-for-profit organization for what is it exactly? Arts education. In yeah. administration. Yeah. It's been an interesting time. Definitely a version of many dream jobs I'd like to have in this life if possible. But um yeah, so I work for this nonprofit organization called Artscope, and they specialize essentially in arts education. And so I work on the internal team on the administration side. And I do a little bit of everything, honestly. I think technically my title right now is office and studio manager. So I do manage the office and studio in various ways. But I also have some like program directorship responsibilities as well. Staffing um, our different schools out camps, coming up with some of those themes and descriptions and like, you know, making sure that those things are getting uploaded to our interface that we use so people can enroll, things like that. Making the rosters, you know, there are many layers to the job. But so this I, is one of your dream jobs. Yes. Okay. So you're living your dream right now. It didn't look exactly like how I thought. I knew I wanted to work in the arts point blank period. Um, I never knew that arts administration necessarily would be a dream job. But I kind of really enjoy how much it makes my brain work. Like it's a very like you really have to think and you really have to be organized in order to do the job well. And there's just something in me that really enjoys being that organized and also connecting people with these resources because it not only supports kids and adults uh, to get arts education, but it also supports um, local artists to have um, income, you know, supplementary income outside of their personal practice, benefiting everybody. Arts in helping people. That's the vibe. What else is like part of your dream jobs or? Good question. I just wrote these down the other day. I was like, can I manifest them? Um, I would really love to be both a fashion stylist and um, an interior stylist. I love interior decorating. I don't want to say design because I know there's like a lot more like math building and measurements that go into that. Not to say I couldn't, but I definitely am more, I'm like, well, let me pick a throw pillow, you know, let's pick out this dresser or like paint this wall this color. Um, but I also just, I love fashion so, so much. And I would love to be a stylist on set for shoots and things like that, able to use some of my personal backstock that I've collected and also like pick out outfits from different brands. I think that would just be a really fun time for me. Um, I would also really love to be a museum or gallery curator. I think that would be really cool. Um, and I feel like my job in arts administration is setting me up to be able to do something like that. And a script writer and director, which I already do a little bit of, but I would love to do it on a larger scale for like a show that's uh, semi-reputable and I guess you could say popular, like The Bear or Atlanta or... Rami, those shows are really inspiring to me. So I'd love to be able to do work on shows that kind of have a similar format to that. Whatever you really want to do, you're going to achieve it. That's a lot. Sometimes I'm sure people hear me and they're like, that's a lot of different sectors, baby. Pick a slide, pick a lane. And I'm like, absolutely not. Life is long for me, I hope. 
one thing about me is that I'm going to live a long life. (laughs) That's my plan. I'm going to live a long life. So yeah, I can have dreams like it, you know, there's a lot to do. So you're working now. How do you make sure to foster creativity for yourself? And like, how do you stay making sure that you're fulfilled with your creative life and your own personal projects? And like, how do you balance that with work? That's a great question because I'm honestly still trying to get a handle on it with the schedule change with the, with the nine to five, you know, only leaving a certain window of time after work before bedtime to like do what I need to do even for the next day. But I guess a big part of it is discipline, which I'm learning new levels of all the time. Um, like discipline with both time management and with productivity, which is like, that is what you want it to be. I think even procrastinating can be productive sometimes. I know that sounds weird, but I won't get too into that right now. (laughs) Yeah. Discipline, like being able to set a schedule for yourself and just be super duper organized. That's how I'm able to make time for myself to prioritize my creative goals and what I'm doing. Cause you know, you might have certain events or deadlines that you know, you need to meet, which will require a lot of your time. So it's like setting yourself up to know like, okay, I need to do this in my personal life. Like I need to take out the trash, clean the cat box, do the laundry, clean my room, like all that stuff. And then you'll be able to focus on other things more. Cause for me, I can't really focus on my creativity unless my home is together. Those things go hand in hand because I feel like my creative energy can't flow as well. And as openly, if I'm like thinking about all these other things that I still need to do, I know some people don't have any issue with that. I don't know if I have OCD or something. That's just how my brain works. But in order to feel like I'm getting the full capacity or full extent of my creativity, I feel like my space needs to reflect that, which for me means it's not messy. It's orderly and together. And yeah, and also like not to be corny, but self-care as an art form, I've really been leaning into it's like, I might not have time to sit down and paint, but I might have time to take a bath. Those two things can be equal for different reasons. It's really just about how you're framing it. And as long as you're choosing yourself and choosing things that will in turn feed your creativity and allow you to replenish those internal pools so that when you are able to step back into it and sit with whatever it is that you're creating, you're able to give it your full undivided attention because you are now like a full glass of water, you know, ready to pour into it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a struggle trying to find uh, the new levels of discipline. And maybe that's just part of what comes with adulting. Learning the discipline is just, it comes, becomes more and more necessary. That is a, a limb or a pathway of yoga is niyama. Part of that is cleanliness and having a clear space, a clean mind and a clean environment. So time management as well. As you can see, I'm still working on it too. So you're not alone there. I was in a similar place for like such a long time. I feel like I'm still in the interim. Like I have a little bit better relationship with time, but I, I do still struggle with it. Yeah. Healing our relationship with time is a nuanced conversation. And I think it's one that people need to definitely talk 
more about, um, but it's hard to talk about because our capitalistic systems are going to be in place regardless, which uh, definitely do push the whole uh, time conversation in the direction of just like doing everything on time and being where you need to be and like a lack of flexibility. But I would just love it if we would give each other some flexibility. God has put this struggle on me, but but it is on me. It is really on me. And it is something that I am. I know that I'm going to have to learn the older I get. I try to give myself grace now, but I know I'm like, man, this is hard. I'm glad that we had this conversation, honestly, because this just reminded me my affirmation for this week is I will do my best to hold up my end of the bargain and stay true to what I say. But I also deserve to be in spaces that give me grace and compassion and understanding because that's life like <laughs> I need it and everybody does so hey Kai, I got some questions for you yes Miss Safa <laughs> if it's okay when did you get your yoga teacher certification was like where was I because when I met you and you invited me to come you know do the yoga for your event I was like cool cool, cool. but like, I had no idea that was something you were striving for and doing and I just want to say I'm really proud not that you need my affirmation per se because you're just wonderful But, you know, I'm just like amazed at the growth. When did I get my teacher training? This past summer. I I did it in Chicago at this studio called Yoga View. And they were really lovely. It was just an amazing experience. It was like for about a month doing yoga every day, having really deep philosophical conversations, reading text. And so that was that. But I've always kind of not always. Okay, so, you know, Before I got into my fitness journey, and that's kind of when I met you for the first time was when you came and I wasn't really into it like that. I just was like, I'm tired of being in the house and I want to throw a get together and let's throw a get together for health and wellness since every since, you know, it's the pandemic and like everybody feels like poop. So (laughs) let's let's do something that like feels not like poop that feels like good (laughs) so I was like okay yeah like why not yoga we could do this we could have a nice well experience in the park and we can gather around and be connected to each other because I really just needed that element of socialness at that time but I really wasn't into fitness like that later in 2020 I went through things that pushed me to get serious about my health and my fitness. So I started bike riding. I started running. I would practice yoga on the Nike app. I don't know at what point, but my dad was like, you should uh, get your, it's like, you should get your yoga teaching certification or something like that. And I was like, yeah, this sounds like a cool idea. And I really liked the idea of it. And I was like, that'd be cool. I really do love fitness and wellness. I'm passionate about it. Is something that really has affected my life in that, again, I could talk about forever. <laughs> I just love to share with people about it because it's just something I've struggled with so hard. My 21st birthday, my dad was like, what do you want for your birthday? And you know, I was like, I want to make this the year that I get my yoga teacher certification, do my teacher training. I don't have anything to do this summer. 
this would be a good time to do it. And so he was like, okay, I'll pay for half of it. And I was like, half of it? I don't have the other half. So I started to go fund me and people actually donated. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. I did it. And now we're here talking about yoga on the radio every week, Saturday and Sunday. So... I'm loving the person that you are becoming. Safa, thank you so much for coming on to the Perfect Prana show. But before we go, can you lead us through a pranayama? Just a quick couple breaths as a yoga instructor, how you would do if you were teaching somebody or a class or. Okay, sure. Yes, yes. Okay, first, everybody get cozy. Everybody get your glutes all cozy wherever you're sitting because you can't breathe right if your butt hurts so get cozy (laughs) wherever show up however you must i like to start in the belly deep in the belly so breathe in to your tummy your womb hold that then bring it up to your chest and your heart hold and then release Let's do it one more again. Into the tummy. Into the heart. And release. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Probably, I've been putting out extended versions lately. Just because I'm like, these conversations and then the show is just so long. And I'm like, I can't fit this into 30 minutes. I have a lot to say. So it'll be on Apple and Spotify. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for having me. Weekly wellness challenge. Last week's challenge, I challenged myself and you all to do five sun salutations a day. And surprisingly... I failed the challenge. (laughs) Yesterday, I totally forgot to do it. And this is why I'm ready to go home and get into my practice and to get into myself. Because yesterday, I totally forgot. I was up pretty late yesterday. I was just doing work. Sometimes I work better at night. I had some things going on, so I was up pretty late. Usually when I do my practice, it's like in the evening time and sometimes before I go to bed or before I eat dinner. So I always do something like yesterday, like when I feel like I have no time, like I really need to go to bed, but like I'm going to do something for myself. I'll do some small stuff and just really relaxing stuff and really kind of focusing on my breathing and just some gentle stretching and gentle movements. But like, I won't really get into get into the practice like like I'm really in this and I'm doing this for a lot of time like nah be like five ten minutes maybe you know so nothing serious so I will see you through to Saturday (laughs) when I started this challenge I actually the first class I taught during this challenge I kind of incorporated it into my class so I like made sure to have five sun salutations throughout my class and I've been doing that so but teaching teaching class 
and doing it myself it's not the same because I don't fully do everything when I'm teaching aim high and if you fall short at least you uh at least you did something something's better than nothing this week's weekly wellness challenge I will delete five pictures or videos a day and throw away one physical item throw away or get rid of one physical item in my space a day because I'm I need to release it release release it all it's too much stuff and that's what I'm gonna do and what inspired me to do this challenge was last night I discovered that I ran out of space on my phone also I just have a lot of shoes and I need to get rid of them I need to do something with them and I just have a lot of stuff in general a lot of shoes a lot of clothes a lot of stuff girl just just free yourself be free so that is what I'm gonna do I will end out this episode with a quote and I saw this on the walls at my school and I thought it was a nice quote stuck out to me so I took a picture of it and the quote is we don't measure creativity we feel creativity Mark Pritchard who's the chief brand officer of Procter and Gamble so that closes out today's show you're listening to the perfect prana show on wcrx 88.1 fm or catch me on spotify apple where sometimes i upload extended versions of the episode so if you'd like to hear the extended version apple and spotify baby if you are into wellness you like to talk about it you like to see what other people are doing for their wellness then follow me on instagram at consistently kaya consistently spelled with a k kaya spelled k-y-a-h be well (laughs) and may the divinity in me bow to the divinity in you namaste